Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Sherry Harmel. And today on the Extraordinary Women Show, we'll be talking about how to embrace slow living in a big city. As a solo, I love living in a big city. I live in both Boston and Paris. And city living has many benefits. Access to an energizing social scene, loads of job opportunities, proximity to museums and clubs, theater, you name it. It's all right outside your door. But with those benefits comes drawbacks. Cities naturally have a faster pace of life. And there is, you know, a rather constant noise of traffic and, of course, a concentration of people, no matter where you go. These drawbacks can take a toll on our mental and physical health, leaving us feel, feeling maybe a little bit overwhelmed and stressed out if we don't bring slow living into our city lives. So let's dive right in. Number one, find green spaces. One of the great things about living in a big city is that there are often plenty of parks and green spaces to enjoy. In Boston, I now live across the street from the public garden. And all I have to do, honestly, is walk out, sit on a bench in that garden, and I immediately feel calmer and reconnected to my creativity. Now for you, if water is nearby, whether it's a pond, a creek, maybe a river or an ocean, that's an added benefit. Go for a walk, go for a run, have a lunch picnic, even just with you, or simply sit and read a book. Take advantage of those green spaces to slow yourself down, recharge, and connect with nature. One thing that I have noticed being in Paris, if you go to any gardener park, they're called jardins here, during the lunch hour, what you will see is groups of work colleagues sitting together, you know, absorbing the sun, chatting and eating their lunches. In many ways, I think the French have figured it out, figured out slow living long before the rest of us. Being in nature truly does have a calming effect on our minds and our bodies. Being in nature helps us to relax and reduce stress. And that opens us up to our creativity. Because when we're stressed, as we all know, we can't be creative, right? So embrace the green. Tip number two, practice mindfulness. Now, mindfulness has many different interpretations. Going all the way from meditation to just being present. Now, I have to admit, I have never been a great meditator, no matter how many times I try it. So how I practice mindfulness is to just force my mind into the present moment so that I 
stop. I actually stop myself and consciously force myself to notice the flowers, the trees, the birds who are amazing, the sky, what's going on? You know, what is the world around me? Kind of pull back and yet look look close, if that makes any sense. Doing so, you know, being in the present moment actually slows us down so that we can focus in on what's really important to us rather than getting caught up in the constant distractions of a busy life, maybe a busy city. So try incorporating mindfulness into your daily routines by taking a few minutes each day. It's not much time to sit in silence, breathe deeply, and let yourself focus only on the present moment. Block out everything else. Tip number three, reduce your commitments. (laughs) In a big city, there is always something to do. And it's super easy to get caught up in that never-ending cycle of events and activities. However, constantly being on the go can again leave us feeling burnt out and stressed, no matter how interesting those events are. I actually had to stop myself from signing up for everything that sounded interesting to me. You know, I live in two places. So it's like when I show up in Paris, it was like, oh my goodness, I have to go to that exhibit, that exhibit. I want to go to that lunch. I want to see those people. And I was completely burnt out. So what I found happened both in Boston and in Paris is that I'd sign up for all of these events when the day actually came or the day the event time actually arrived, I didn't want to go. I was completely drained. Don't do that. Be conscious. Again, be present that if you have a busy day on your schedule, a busy week on your schedule, that you give yourself the gift of blank spaces on your agenda, on your calendar. Now, one thing many of us do is that we're hard on ourselves for not taking advantage of everything that interests us. You know, it's kind of FOMO to the max. (laughs) I want you though to think about, and that's part of slow living, that you reduce your commitments and you focus only on the things that matter most to you. Forcing yourself to prioritize which activities bring you joy, you know, is actually incredibly beneficial. Maybe you only tell yourself that I'm going to sign up at the most for one event per week, whatever feels right to you. Honestly, that's the answer to getting the joie de vivre that we all seek in our lives, especially at this chapter of our lives. Tip number four, and this is a big one. Spend time with people that matter to you. This is related to reducing your commitments. And actually it's true regardless of where you live, but it's one of my top tips for slow living, whether you live in a big city or in the middle of nowhere. Spend your social time with people who bring you joy, people who are real, people who are authentic. And I know those words are sometimes overused, but it's true. Those are the people that bring you real joy. And slow living is all about the authentic, the real, the quality over quantity. 
And that perfectly includes the people that you choose to spend time with. You've reached a chapter in your life where you can let go of people who don't bring you even the smallest degree of joy. Now, another thing that we often do is we start joining clubs or we join groups or we sign up for, you know, to be a part of, you know, for instance, uh, multiple groups, I, I won't name any, but in Paris, and I sign up for all kinds of events, same in Boston. I want you to try to attend a couple of their events as a guest so that you can really make the decision whether or not these are your peeps. Because regardless of how fun the events are, if it's part of a club or a group or an organization of some kind, the people that are involved in that particular organization are going to influence you the most. Also, and this applies to in-person workshops or even workshops online that you may potentially be signing up for. If you're like me, what I have found is, especially after COVID, is that I sign up for things about halfway through the event or the workshop or whatever it is, I find that I'm bored and I'm daydreaming about what else I could be doing. I think this was a benefit of COVID actually, that it caused me and probably the rest of you to stop and think, is this really what I want to do? And I think that's super important. If you also, if you do attend an event, you go through it, it's, it's all feels great. I want you to take a few moments after the event is over just to evaluate how you feel and why. Because I think that alone will help you to determine what types of learning activities you want to engage in in the future. My next tip for slow living in a big city is to simplify your living space. In podcast number 138, a while ago, I talked about how Paris actually taught me to embrace slow living. And that discussion also has a very deep component on simplifying your living spaces. The spaces that surround us hugely impact how we feel, how much energy we have. Yes, we can go sit in the garden, like I said, the green spaces, but if we return back to a home, that is filled with unnecessary stuff, overwhelmed with piles, or you dislike color or the decorating that's going on inside of your home, I promise you, you will still end up feeling depleted and even depressed. So start by getting rid of any clutter. That alone is going to help you to feel lighter. A clutter-free home can help reduce stress and anxiety and create that sense of calm that you want in your daily life. Ladies, I get excited when my paper shredder is rocking and rolling because that means I am reducing all of that paperwork. Next, I want you to tackle the rooms in your house. What will you be doing in each room now, given the kids have left to begin their own lives? You can use those rooms exactly how you currently live in your life. Now, kids sometimes come back. Sometimes they come to visit. You know, for an as an example, you know, my office in Boston has a sleeper sofa in it. 
so that if I've got anyone who visits me, whether it's a friend or family, you know, I can pull out that sofa and I've now turned my office into a little bedroom. So, you know, former kids' rooms can make great offices, they can make lovely painting studios, sewing rooms, exercise rooms, whatever is your fancy. Now, as I shared about my office, if you're in a condo, think about how the rooms can be multi-purpose. The idea in a condo, there is absolutely no way you can designate a room as a guest room when you only have guests in that room for say maybe two weeks a year at the most you cannot you your your space is so precious i want to say exactly the same thing to those of you who are living in a house look around you how do you use how could you use those rooms today as for the decorating i want you to think about the colors that fit where you are today when we had kids, it was an entirely different environment. Different colors were needed, different decorating style. I want you to now embrace the colors that jazz you up today and send out that furniture to be recovered with fabrics that you love today, colors that calm you and energize you. It's different, isn't it? Embrace it. Enclosure, living in a big city doesn't mean you can't embrace slow living. I hope today's show has given you all kinds of ideas that you, things that you can do to live more simply and with more as I call it joie de vivre. Whether you are in the middle of a city's chaos, in a suburb or on five acres of quiet, I call it, in the country, slow living really is the secret to making your next chapter absolutely fabulous. I wanna thank you for tuning in today and I hope that you learned something new about embracing slow living regardless of where you live because it's integral to your joie de vie. Don't forget to subscribe to our show for more episodes and remember, extraordinary women make next chapter dreams happen. Take care, everyone.